Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. At BKF, we believe now is the time to change the modern day interpretation of the blended family. Absolutely, you guys. As a blended family ourselves, God laid it on our hearts to build a ministry that helps support blended families by equipping your marriage, uniting the family unit, and igniting your faith. Our mission is that you would be touched by God and experience His goodness through this ministry, that your family would have practical skills, resources, and tools to help you live that abundant blended life. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blending Kingdom Families. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We have some amazing special guests with us today. Um, Amber and Guy Leah, hello, hello. Hi there. Thank you, Scott and Vanessa, for having us. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome to see you guys. Yes, yes. You guys, we are just so thankful to have Amber and Guy with us today. And first, I just want to tell you a little bit about who they are and what they do. So Amber, we're going to start with Amber first. She's an author, health coach, producer, and mom. A lot of duties there, a lot. Uh, Amber was a former high school English teacher, and she's a best-selling author. Um, Amber works at home, and she is the mom of four boys. Her and Guy have four boys. We have four boys, a lot in common there. Um, Amber is also the author of multiple books, including Triggers and Marriage Triggers, which is one of the books that we're gonna be talking about today, you guys. Um, And Amber loves writing to encourage families on her blog at Mother of Nights. And her husband, Guy, is also an author and producer. Um, And he has worked in the entertainment industry and creative development, production, visual effects for both feature film and television for more than 20 years. That is awesome. Love it. Yeah. Um, And currently, it's fulfilling a lifelong dream as as the founder and executive producer of Storehouse Media Group. So, wow, you guys. Y'all have a hands full of stuff going on. Yeah, we got, little, we got a little bit of stuff going on. We keep saying, Lord, we think we're maxed out. And he says, no, nope, nope. I think you can do a little more. <laughs> we don't like to sit around either. So yeah, we understand awesome. that. Well, it's not a trouble. Being busy keeps us out of trouble. <laughs> hey, there you go. Exactly. Yes. Right. Well, and together they have you guys, they have four sons, like I said before, but they've been married for 14 years um, and they own Storehouse Group Media Media Group. It's a faith filled, friendly television and fi- film production company in Los Angeles, California. So, guys, we understand plates full, but you guys do some amazing work and so blessed to have you guys. So as we get started, uh, beyond what we've just talked about in the intro, just tell us a little bit about you, your family, what you guys do, what you enjoy, uh, your church, anything you want to share with the audience just to kind of give you guys, give our audience a more descriptive introduction. Yeah, well, we, sure, we love the beach. We call our house a testoster home um, because of the boys. We, uh, we, we live up to that um, title very well. We do have one black Labrador, Rosie. She's a girl and she wears a pink collar very intentionally. I, I wanted so badly to have at least one girl and we kept trying, but we yeah. kept just knocking out the yeah. boys. So, yeah. no, that so we, is. We, we, maybe adoption will be in our future at some point. You never know. Um, but we're, we're just a lot like other people. And honestly, the things that we do yeah. and the topics that we write about um, we're really passionate about ourselves growing spiritually and personally and as parents and as, 
as um, faithful Christ followers. And so our goal really is just to share what God's teaching us, hoping that that might impact other people too. Yeah, our perspective is a little different than, than I think a lot of, a lot of people. We, we've, we are very, very transparent with our own journey, both in our health journey, as well as our healthy marriage and family journey. And so we don't mind sharing the bumps and the bruises that we've experienced along the way and the lessons that we're trying to learn. And we're still uh, in the middle of that learning uh, as we go. So we're right there in the in the trenches with everybody. You're not going to hear from two PhDs. Um, nope. You're going to hear from real life people who love the Lord a whole lot and yeah. want to encourage others. Love it. Well, I uh, we were talking before and your book, Marriage Triggers. So first of all, uh, who came up with the picture? Because uh, <laughs> if, if you'll notice this picture, it is basically a couple uh, in joined arms with boxing gloves on. Um, and when Vanessa first showed me the book, I looked at the picture and I was like, oh, I get this. <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. So uh, who came up with the picture first? How did, how did, how did that it's picture a collaborative become? collaborative process, but <laughs> okay. our friend Allie is a designer and our publisher, they all they collaborated, worked together to come up with that. But when, when we saw that picture, we agreed. We were like, that's it. That That's it. They're, it they're not, speaks volumes. They're not facing just, each other. Their dukes yeah. aren't up, but, you know, they're intertwined, but we got to work through some things, you know, Absolutely. and that's, awesome. I think, what marriage is. <laughs> well, it. tell us kind of why you wrote the book, the story behind it, and kind of just a broad overview of the book, Marriage Triggers. Well, I, I didn't want to write this book. I don't think Guy wanted to write this book, but I had written the Parenting Triggers version mm -hmm. with my co-author, Wendy Speak, and it was extremely well-received. And everywhere we went for speaking engagements, when we would talk with readers, they would say, this has been such a help to me in my parenting. And yet I feel like I'm applying it to my marriage as well, but I wish there was something specific for marriage because there's lots of um, helps out there, but the specific issue of being triggered was a stumbling block for a lot of couples. And so we prayed about it for a long time and God just made it very evident that we were supposed to share this. We groan about it at first because you know, I was a literature teacher. I wanted to write a great American novel. <laughs> I did not want to write nonfiction airing all my stuff. And this was another area, you know, I wasn't just an angry mom. I, I was an angry wife too. And Guy and I had a lot of struggles early on in our marriage and, and we still do. We're still working through things, but it was important for us to write this book for our own good. Mm -hmm. And then also to share and give hope to people what God can do in a marriage that is struggling or even just for couples who are sort of status quo, but they know they're not living life to the full in their marriage as God intended it to be. So good. As I kind of uh, thought through the book and looked at the, just kind of the overview topic, and then obviously, it, it just it, as what you said, when you, even whether you're writing a book or you're talking about marriage or mm -hmm. in a marriage ministry, you, you always examine your own marriage. Uh, and you, you know, we don't live perfect. We just try our best. So when we talked about triggers and we looked at triggers, um, I just thought it was such a fascinating topic just to explore so that people could understand maybe why they go down those uh, different paths. Yeah. Um, so love the book. Can't wait to, uh, to pass this on to additional people. Um, so thank you. Got any comments from you? No, you know, I, I, I think from my perspective, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a group of guys that get together here at our house uh, once every four to six weeks. And, mm -hmm. 
just in talking with those guys, um, I, I began to realize that a lot of guys just don't tend to talk about these kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and we kind of hold a lot of stuff in. And so they do become triggers that can be very explosive instead of communicating and, and talking with our wives. And I certainly fell into that as well. Um, and so when Amber invited me to write this book with her, I was like, wasn't so sure I wanted to share all of our own, you know, behind <laughs> the closed doors of what goes on. But um, I also felt called to the importance of being able to open up and talk about these things because I think they're very relatable to a lot of the guys that I know, mm -hmm. which makes me think there's a lot of other guys that that also um, experience some of these things. So I think it's really important to open that conversation and, yeah, you know, to just yeah. be relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's for so us, good. It's really about moving from, we, we really wanted the book for us. What we realized in our marriage is that we were living in a place of reactionary, um, mm -hmm. uh, chaos all the time yeah. like yeah. things would happen yeah. and then like it's like things were happening to us not for us and we were often trying to sort out problems at heightened emotion moments of heightened emotion we were being very reactive we were always mm -hmm. on the defense mm. and that was kind of the culture that had started to permeate our marriage and we knew that in order for that to change we had to flip that switch we had mm. to start being more proactive in our marriage it didn't have to be big enormous things it just needed to be simple little everyday things of living out um, the fruit of the spirit toward one another, but that meant we had to become more proactive instead of reactive. And so mm -hmm. this book and yeah. really what we did day by day is we just looked, what are our biggest triggers? What are the things that are setting us off the most? And it wasn't necessarily that um, it was big issues, though those can be a problem too, but it was a lot of these little everyday things mm -hmm. that set us off. It's just settling into accepting the way things are instead of making mm -hmm. a plan to have a time where we, we are uninterrupted once a week where we can communicate yeah. and talk through our problems. It's about looking at our finances and going, okay, what works for you? What, what yeah. works for me? How can we make progress instead of just getting upset? It's even looking at our trigger moments. Mm -hmm. We had to examine, all right, one of the times we tend to argue a lot. <clears throat> You know, I thought the car was a great place to have conversations about stuff because mm -hmm. finally it's maybe a little bit quiet or, you know, we can be uninterrupted. And then, but guy was like, no, I feel trapped in a car. Like I have nowhere to go or nowhere to look. Like, I don't want to talk about issues in the car, you know? Yeah. So we had to like just discover even what are our trigger moments? What are good times for us to be able to communicate with each other or not communicate with each other and then commit to each other that, Hey, if we've got problems, we're going to communicate. We're going to talk about these, but we're going to set aside um, half an hour on Sunday mornings before the kids wake up, before, mm -hmm. before we go to church where we decide to be really intentional about that in a way that's like, okay, this is an issue for me. Here's my part in it. Could I talk to you about this issue on your end? And could we agree to make some headway? Just one thing at a time, instead of just letting life happen and letting marriage one day look like the next. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And you, that was like one of our questions talking about the trigger moments from the book. And it was, you know, in the book, you encourage the readers to identify those trigger moments, whether that's, you know, Internally or externally, because you talk about both, which I think is so good because there's outside factors that it can, can affect our marriage and our relationships, but then it's also the things that we're feeling inside. Um, so, and you kind of dove into it, Amber, but if you, if you want to dive into it a little deeper, you know, what does that look like for us? And practically, like, how can you explain people to identify those triggers and trigger moments? How do you, you know, you guys do that? I know you said you, you make time to sit down and talk through it, but... Well, 
one thing I, I have to say is that um, even in the writing of the book, I think we began to understand that um, a, a lot of those internal triggers are things that can be very deep seated that are in the background that we don't realize are going to become triggers until we're faced with this other person that's going to challenge us in the things that we want. Um, and so I, I think marriage is very, very organic in that sometimes that's not going to come up in the first couple of years of marriage. That might be something that comes up when the stress of children come into play or a job loss or COVID or, you know, all these different things can suddenly bring up fears that are deep seated that are, that are not there. And so, um, you know, those are those kind of internal things that just kind of come out of nowhere. So I think it's really important to, to be ready to, um, communicate and to see those and to organically, you know, um, address them as they kind of pop up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know, the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, between the two of us, we have eight children. Um, and we talk about busy schedules and we talk in my mind, you know, we, we talked about this as we went into the fall season. Falls are very, very busy times for us. You know, kids go in four different directions. We're going four different directions. And, and it's almost an intentional, it's very intentional busy season. We kind of like, we sign on to do all these things, sign on to all the sports, sign on to everything. So when we're in that such a busy, busy time, and how do you take intentional time to go, okay, wait a second here. We did this to ourselves, so how do we undo this? How do we undo this? We're already living in this busy schedule. So how do we identify those triggers? How do we deal with those triggers in a way that um, maybe the, the point I'm trying to make is you can't undo that busy schedule. Mm. Sometimes our kids are like, oh, we have to do this. So how do we be intentional about identifying the triggers in that busy schedule time? Well, you know, it, it really is a matter of what are our priorities. I think that if we can't take 30 minutes once a week or even an hour every other week mm. and have that time as a couple, then we have to start saying no to things. Yeah. If our foundation in our marriage is not strong, it's not going well, mm. then the best thing we can do for our kids before taking them to practice is making sure that we are committing to that time. So mm -hmm. it's a choice that we have mm. to make to carve that time in. And so for Guy and I, like if it's, if it's once a month and you can get three hours where a friend, you trade babysitting with a friend mm -hmm. to get just three hours once a month yeah. to have that time where, you know, look, we're going to have a nice meal. And then you get to come at me with two things <laughs> in, a, in a loving way that are areas you, you would like me to be open to hearing you about for improvement. Yeah. You know, honey, you're a backseat driver. It's very stressful for me. We end up having a lot of conflicts in the car because you're interjecting. So can we talk about that? Like what, could you tell me why you're doing that? And just listen. And then we know this is a time it's the gloves aren't on the gloves are off. We know that we care about each other. We're coming here to talk about this issue. Mm -hmm. And then I have to be open to hearing him and humble and say, okay, this might actually be something I need to change. You know, we need to be open to considering what our spouse is saying to us. And then we have to come up with a little bit of a plan, right? If we keep doing old habits that aren't working, being triggered and reacted, we have to come up with a new plan. I, God would have to say to me, okay, here's what I want you to do. Instead of interjecting, just, would you just take a deep breath and like clasp your hands together so that you break that habit mm -hmm. of interjecting, you know, when I'm driving. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I can practice that. Okay. That's something I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to work on. All right. Yeah, that's good. And, and then he would say to me, I just want you to know. 
I'm, I'm hearing why yeah. you're interjecting. I know, I understand that it's not because you think I'm a bad person. It's because you have four precious babies in the back. And so mm -hmm. your mama instincts coming out. And so he gave me room to be understanding to me. I gave room to be understanding to him. And then we came up with a specific thing we had to do. And so, and then likewise, I'd be like, okay, honey, you know, here's something that, um, you know, you're tending to just spend money at target without, talking mm -hmm. it through with me and you know, I handle the budget. And so could we maybe figure out a better plan for that? Do you feel like you don't have enough just like <laughs> cash to go do what you want? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just have to know what category to put it in. Cause I'm trying to, you know, make a legacy of some savings for our family. So let's talk mm -hmm. about this and then make a plan. So, okay, those are the two things. There may be 10 things that you feel <laughs> you all need to discuss, but could we just work on one at a time yeah. with each other? So if we're not, if we're so busy that we're not taking an hour mm -hmm. every other week or three hours once a month, we are not going to grow. Good marriages do not happen by accident. Yeah. Well, they just and, don't. And, and I want, I want to say, and this is something we've, I think learned in our, in our health business and our health journey as well, is that the excuse of, I don't have time for what is truly important in my life, which marriage your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the two most important. And three is family. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have time to give a half hour a week to your marriage to increase and in, improve your marriage, there is something very, very wrong with your thinking. Mm -hmm. So for us, I don't want to hear someone say, I don't have time. Because when you say, I don't have time, it means you don't want to make time for this important thing. Mm -hmm. And that is something that has to be a mind shift. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I would say that's, that's step one. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to make time for it because um, the effect of you not having time for your marriage is your children are watching how you relate Good. with your wife, mm -hmm. your husband, and that is going to set them up for success or failure in their own future relationships. Right. So you have to be modeling that now so that they learn that now and carry that into their own relationships. Absolutely. No, it's hundred percent. And in the book, Amber, you speak of righteous anger and unrighteous anger and how unrighteous anger can lead to sinful attitudes and actions in your relationships. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on reacting angrily and responding biblically. So when I, when I read that, this was my thought. Um, the only people who respond biblically are pastors. <laughs> Um, because everybody else, um, I, I'm not so sure that that's going to click at anger. So if, if you're angry, how do you respond biblically? Because I Great would, question. I would love to know that. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. So when you, when you start to get angry and frustrated, okay. So first of all, Ephesians 4, 26, 27, mm -hmm. Be angry and do not sin, mm -hmm. okay? Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So we know that our anger is, is an opportunity for the devil to slip in and yeah. do some damage. Mm -hmm. All right, so for me, when Guy and I really focused on that verse as it related to our marriage, it was sobering. It was very sobering. It was like, hmm, when I think about what I want my family to be and my marriage to be, I do not describe it as a window or a gateway for Satan to do harm and damage. That is not the ideal that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So I have to look at scripture and say, all right, then, then the key is to not give Satan that opportunity. And the key then is to mean that I can be angry. I can be righteously angry, but I don't have to sin in my anger. Mm -hmm. In fact, even my husband's sin does not justify my own. Mm -hmm. 
which was a big deal for me when I recognized that, that his sin, his behavior did not justify my own wrong behavior. Mm. But the key here is be angry. So it, the, the difference is, is if guy is sinning and I'm taking it personally and I get angry and upset because he sinned against me, um, then my thinking is wrong. I should be righteously angry. I should really be upset that he's sinning against God, that he's offending a holy God who has you know, deserves our obedience and our honor. And likewise, so right from the start, when we have that mindset shift that our spouse's issues, our troubles in our marriage are really not about me. Mm. This is really a, a bigger picture spiritual battle between yeah. our enemy and us. And we get to be on the same team. Mm -hmm. So when he is sinning, it's really more about me grieving that God is being offended and that we need to work with each other to help each other in the right direction towards more Christ likeness. Mm -hmm. So when that moment comes, that trigger moment comes and I feel my body tensing and I, I feel my face harden and my eyes narrow. Mm -hmm. We literally get hot, like it's a physiological response. So I want to counteract that physiological response with a better one. And mm -hmm. studies will show this and it sounds hokey and cliche, but it's so true and effective. We call it a holy pause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we need to just literally stop and take a deep clarifying breath, inhale and exhale, just that, that deep breathing. You know, if there's another um, a lot of great verses about just our our tongue and our mouth and putting a, a, a gateway over our, a, you know, a guard over our mouths. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're feeling angry and emotional, that is that is not the time to speak. What we need to do is get control of ourselves first mm -hmm. before we try to address whatever the issue is, the sin issue is. We are still works in progress with that for sure. Yeah. But the, here's the other clip, the other key to this. This takes practice, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if we have a history of angry reactions, please, people, be gracious with yourself and your yeah. spouse. Please understand this took us a year, a couple years of just really intentional, inviting the Holy Spirit to help us stop before we speak, stop before we react, stop and breathe and get a handle on ourselves. I will say to him, I know we need to talk about this. I can't do it right now because I might say something that I regret. So I'm going to go over here. And if you want to pray for me in this moment, that would be all the better. <laughs> and then I go take a minute and I take my holy pause. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that is far better than spewing out a bunch of vitriol and hatred and, and yeah. even just hurtful things, just even, or rolling my eyes or whatever the body language is like the body language is as much a communicator as the words we speak. Mm -hmm. So I think that holy pause as a starting point is key. Mm. No, that's so good. And when I think about blended families, because you, we hear this a lot from, you know, parents who are dealing with ex-spouses and whenever they're in those situations, you know, and you talk about the righteous anger and unrighteous yeah. anger coming out. And I like that you talked about the holy pause, Amber, because I know in just being very transparent, we've been in that season before mm -hmm. with, with my ex where I've had to like not respond to an email and just like, okay, Lord, like, what do you say about this? And just really, like you said, pause, take a deep breath and be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sin out of anger. I'm, I'm going to take this to you and I'm going to leave it there. Well, in our collective, whether that's marriages or relationships, yeah. uh, they're a collective of, of all of these interactions. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, every one of these interactions is being stored, memorized, remembered. Um, and so if you can, 
you know, just adjust the volume just a little bit. Yeah. Adjust kind of where the path is going. Um, and I love what you said again, just uh, about the pause. And we've talked about this before in, 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 in responding in anger. Um, but it's so important, especially as married couples who continue a relationship. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a relationship for a long time. You're going to have bad interactions. So how, how are you going to respond to those? How are you going to protect your marriage mm-hmm. in those instances? Um, because we also know, and, and just to kind of go one step further, uh, the devil wants to seep into the cracks. He wants those instances where I think I think I can get this to respond in anger. And because I'm going to plant this seed, it's going to grow. And the next time it happens, it, we're going to find more, more resentment. And before we know it, there's going to crack. That marriage is going to crack. The sum of all those little moments. And that's why we're saying, you know, we have to be so proactive and aware so that we can yeah. be on our on our guard and that we can remember that um, that this marriage is really a gift. Mm-hmm. And and even those marriages that ended in divorce or yeah. are in are in separation, that there is nothing beyond God's ability to make something good out of that. Absolutely. And even if it's only our own character development, um, like you said, Vanessa, and not responding in the way we used to, mm-hmm. but in taking a minute offering grace. I mean, you can just never go wrong by doing what is right yourself. Right. No, and scripture talks about, you know, a tree is known by its fruit. Are you going to spew out rotten fruit or is it going to be healthy fruit? And even when you are receiving that attack, you know, that attack is coming against Mm. you, you can know and say, okay, Satan, get behind me. Um, I'm going to respond in in grace and in love towards whoever that is, whether that's your spouse or ex-spouse or yeah, I, uh, we, we get a lot of practice with our children. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the, you know, it's funny because we, we have our children and we, we, um, we look at them a little different than we do our marriage, I think, mm-hmm. because we know that we have to be, you know, stern and, 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 um, and strict sometimes, but we're also equally as cognizant to be very loving mm-hmm. to our children uh, and, and give them, ad- and we don't necessarily do that with our spouse all the time. We don't, we don't understand that that relationship is, is, is very much the same. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yep. Well, guys, if you could give anyone in our audience that's listening right now, that may be struggling with reactional anger or just dealing with a lot of trigger moments, um, in their relationship right now, what would you want to say, or what would you want to impart to them or just any encouragement or hope that you would give them? Yeah, I, I, I'll say one, one of um, my favorite things that Amber wrote in this book is the fact that there is not one thing anger can do that love cannot do better. Mm. Um, I just think that it is so profound. And uh, if you go into your marriage with that perspective and know that your anger will never get you to your why, it'll never get you to your goal, but the love absolutely will. Mm-hmm. So you have to overcome anger with love and you have to start there so that when you're confronted with those moments, you're, you, you default to love instead of defaulting to anger, which a lot of people learn anger as a, as a way to cope. Mm-hmm. And that can't be the way to cope to fix situations. And then also keep in mind who you are. Um, as a Christ follower, um, Colossians 3, 10 says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. And then um, also the verse in 2 Corinthians. So then if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. 
um, what as has passed away, look what is new has come. And so just remember, you may not be operating in your marriage right now, or even with your relationships with your exes as that new creation, but today is a new day Mm -hmm. and your story isn't over yet. Their story isn't over yet. Remember who you are, that you are a new creation, that you can absolutely put on that new nature and Mm -hmm. all the attributes of Christ. You are not helpless. You are not a victim of anybody else's stuff. It can impact you. Other people can make it easier for you or harder for you to live out um, your Christ-like character, but you and the Holy Spirit are the ones who are in the driver's seat. And so you always get to overcome and that your victory is already in Jesus. You are that new creation. And so now we just need to step into that. So good. I love what you guys are saying. Love what you're you're encouraging other families to do, and, and obviously encouraging marriages. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful book, and I, I really hope people engage with it. Um, there's a lot of great nuggets in there. Hey friends, we hope that this episode is blessing your socks off right now. And we just wanna take an opportunity to talk about partnering together. If Blended Kingdom Families has touched your marriage and touched your blended family in some way, we'd love to partner with you. At Blended Kingdom Families, we're trying to reach as many blended families as possible. And we can do more with your support. So please take an opportunity to visit blendedkingdomfamilies.com and click partner. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Our final question is, and we ask this of all our podcast guests, uh, Blended Kingdom Families, um, as a name and as a ministry, mm-hmm. we want to ask you, what does a blended kingdom family, uh, what is it to you? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a family that has a unique and really special story. It's actually, I think, an incredible picture of what God is so good at doing, Mm -hmm. which is making things new and creating such good things out of maybe some painful past. Mm -hmm. It's really, I think, a message of hope. Mm -hmm. And we all need that. That is something if we don't have that hope and and the, the knowledge that um, that even our, our challenges and our difficulties can be used for good, mm-hmm. then we're in a really bad place. Yeah. So for your, for your ministry to exist and to be working with blended families is so, such a gift. And, you know, Guy and I fully yeah. s- support you guys and we're praying for your listeners. You. Um, but we're excited because um, one of the things that I always tell people is your story's not over yet, but keep going, keep persevering. Right. And I think your ministry is a perfect example of that, that mm-hmm. people's stories aren't over yet and that the best is yet to come. So good. Thank Wonderful. you. Love it. Love it. Thank well, you, guys, thank you. can you tell our audience real quick, where can we find you guys? Social media, your website, all of that stuff and where they can get your books. Yes. Thank you. So we are on Facebook. Um, my, our author page is Amber Leah, Mother of Nights uh, is my blog. And so because we have those four little nights like you mm-hmm. guys do, <laughs> our little voice, um, we're on Instagram, both of us, Guy Leah, Amber Leah. And we have, um, I also have a, a gentle parenting Facebook group for moms. It's called Gentle Parenting with Amber and Wendy, and people can request to join there. We're actually um, got a lot of marriage material in there too. And then my co-author Wendy Speak and I have a website called amberandwendy.com, just Amber and Wendy. And we've got teaching videos there, teaching series on gentle parenting methods and things like that based on some of our other books. 
Great. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. We're so thankful for Amber and Guy for imparting so much wisdom to us. We hope you've enjoyed the episode and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do, guys. BKF community, we want to hear from you guys. If you would take the time to leave us a review and you can find us on all social media platforms. Our podcast is like on every podcast platform and you can visit us at our website at www.blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Yeah, guys, we're trying to reach every blended family all over the world and we can't do this without your partnership. So please take a minute, like, share, comment, review, tell your friends. Tell them they can all go to blendedkingdomfamilies.com for great resources.